people of reddit have you ever had ghost slash cryptid slash alien encounter anything in the realm of the unexplained if so what's your story serious nsfw my parents house is seven miles from the manassas battlefield from the civil war idk if that's important but there are a lot of urban legends about how spooky of an area it is when I was in maybe 4th grade I woke up and saw an outline of a bluish teenage girl in an old style nightgown. She was at the foot of my bed looking at me. I blinked and she was gone. I figured it was just a dream until years later when I was in high school my younger sister came to me and said I want to tell you something but you have to promise not to laugh. She proceeded to tell me that when she was walking down to the basement the night before she thinks she saw a teenage girl in a nightgown. When she blinked the girl was gone. I told her my story and we were just like, okay feelings validated but duck. Fast forward to when my sister and I were both in college. We were visiting home for Christmas and my dad drunkenly told us about the time he saw a teenage girl in an old style nightgown looking at the Christmas tree years before. All of us only saw her one time and haven't experienced anything else. In my current house that we bought from family friends. They lived on several acres and once he found out he had cancer, and it got to the point that he just couldn't keep up the maintenance he asked us if we wanted it. Coming from a family that has always owned land it was an easy choice. The kicker was the house needed a ton of work. I had to take a month and every weekend off just to get the house right. I had been two months into working on the house and we were just about done with everything. Late one night all the power went out, and a huge flash of light lit up all the windows. I thought a power line had been struck, so I looked out all the windows to check. Not seeing anything I got my flashlight, and walked out to the transformer in the backyard. This was last fall, so we had frost starting to cover the ground. I could hear my footsteps on the ground. I looked out into my backfield, and saw three figures walking away from the house. I couldn't hear their footfalls. Two disappeared suddenly, and one kinda stayed for a few extra seconds. It seemed to stand there, and look back at the house then it too disappeared. I got back in the house and that's when my wife told me Tom had passed. I like to think. That was him who stayed back just a few extra minutes, to see what the house looked like. He was unable to come to the house, to see everything we had done, and only got secondhand visuals from his wife and us when we visited. They had lived in the home for 44 years. So Tom, I hope you approve, and you're welcome to come see what it looks like, now that it's done. My friend had a room at that Colex Antiques. Her room had bought an old music box from a secondhand store, and there was definitely something attached to it. My friend's room had started getting sleep paralysis almost every single night, and my friend kept waking up with scratches on her face and body. I was in her room one day. About a week after all this stuff had started, and I watched multiple things get flung off of their bookcase. It wasn't like the items just fell. Each item had an arc to it as it fell. Like something smacked the items, or pushed them off. When we got closer to the bookcase, we realized everything that had been flung off the shelf had been on the same shelf as that damn music box. Every other shelf wasn't a shade. We returned the music box the next day. About a year ago, I was out back with my family. It was around 8 and the sun was setting. We lived in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. The closest neighbor was far away. Something down the field kept catching my eye, but I ignored it at first. My sister saw it too, and kept looking out towards the trees. 
she was getting freaked out about it. My mom said to go investigate Somi, and my sister started to walk across the field towards the tree line. Big mistake. It's hard for me to describe. This was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. I didn't see it at first. And I didn't understand why my sister was so scared. Until we were about 100 yards away when I saw this creature. Tall. Probably 8 or 9 feet tall. White. Humanoid with an elongated head. And no face. It had long arms and peeked around the trees. We stopped in our tracks. We couldn't tell what it was. It took a few steps further out of the trees and swayed back and forth at me like a praying mantis. Me and my sister ran screaming back to the house where my mom stood. Jaw. Dropped. She saw it too. I had never been so scared in my life. We grabbed the binoculars and watched this terrifying creature peek in and out of the tree line. Spying on us. My grandma thought we all had a wild imagination. The sun was almost gone now and it was getting really dark. And the darker it got, the more it moved. Back and forth along the trees. It was terrifying. So we went in for the night and locked everything up tight. I couldn't sleep that night. I was hearing scratching on the roof. And at one point, a very loud bang and various noises coming from the barn. I was very afraid that I would wake up to my animals missing. The next morning my grandma asked if we heard the loud bang outside that night. She ended up taking my grandpa with her on her morning walk. I have no idea what it was and it haunts me to this day. We're sitting in a field with two friends stargazing after a smoke session. Something we would do regularly when we noticed a bright white glowing orb in the sky. Best way to describe the size is if you take a dime and hold it an arm's length away from you. It was flying in a curved path at a decent rate of speed. While we tried guessing what it could be and it made a 90 degree turn and flew over the horizon at an incredible speed. It did this almost immediately after we had all seen it and pointed it out trying to follow it with our fingers. Still have no clue what it could be. As far as my friends and I know there aren't any aircrafts capable of such things. Should add this was back in 2006 or 2007, but seems how three people witnessed the same thing we were convinced it was a UFO. So last summer my band went on a west coast tour and we had a show in Roswell. I was mad excited because I'd been wanting to visit Roswell since I was little and checking out the same UFO book from the school library over and over. Anyways, we explore the city and play the show and it was a great experience. We had a long drive to Tucson to pick up a friend from the airport. So we decided to drive overnight as it would be easiest to make it there on time. I know it seems awfully convenient that something would happen in Roswell. And I had that in mind. Because it would seem too easy to make up the story but something happened about 45 minutes outside of Roswell once we started our overpass drive. I'm riding shotgun as our drummer is driving first shift. We are on these winding back road highways that are awesome and give us an immaculate view of the stars. So yeah, roughly 45 minutes away from Roswell. We are coming up to this bend in the highway into the left of the van. We see a light. It appears to be a light on a barn as we assumed it was from someone's property in the woods. But that assumption quickly changed when the light starting moving and keeping pace with the van. This bend was going to the right. So we weren't circling a light in the woods and there wasn't an access road. So it wasn't coming from a car. This light was just steadily keeping pace with us at about 75 miles per hour and weaving in and out of the tree line. 
Sometimes it would move behind the trees, and then it would just dart out from the trees. Still effortless matching our speed. The light wasn't all that bright. Or so it didn't shine a lot of light. I don't know how to explain it. But it was this bright ball of light that was roughly the size of an exercise ball. It seemed really bright. But it didn't really light up anything around it. Even when it got about 15 feet from the left side of the van. It was just. There. At this point. Our drummer and I are yelling what the duck is that? Do you see? This shit. And then after about 30 seconds of following us. It stops dead in its tracks. About 10 feet off the ground. On the side of the road. No slowing down. Just as if it hit a wall and immediately was stopped in its tracks. We just kept driving. Bewildered and looked at it in the rear view mirror. Until the road took it out of view. Still no logical explanation as we talked for hours on what it could've been. Maybe there is one. But we couldn't figure it out. Still crazy to think about. I live in Albuquerque. I was up until recently working in a big department store I had customers from all over the state. A lady from Roswell came in who was a member of their local historical society. She was telling me about her interesting settler museum they have there and some of their local history. My job was boring and I loved history. After she finished her Roswell, not just aliens pitch, she leaned over my counter and started to whisper. This lady was in her mid 80s. Very prim. Her husband was involved in the recovery from UFO crash. The bodies weren't human. Most of my clients were older and had the habit of using me as a confessional. I'm not sure if there were actual aliens, but this lady really believed that there were. I suppose this falls under the ghost category, but I'm not entirely sure what it was. In my mid-teens I would stay home during the summer, often by myself while I was working, and my parents camped at a national park as campground hosts. Pretty sweet as a kid, parents show up every couple weeks to buy food, do laundry, then we're off again. My cousin, who was my same age, would come and hang out, and watch movies with me, play video games, all that stuff. We were interested in the paranormal, and he claimed to know a guy who talked to demons or spirits, and was dabbling in dark things. I wasn't sure I bought all of that. But it was a fun discussion nonetheless. At the end of an evening having these conversations about things we had personally experienced, or things our family members had related to us. I drove him home. As I drive him home the discussion goes more to the dark spirits or demons avenue. And how he was interested in seeing if it was real and what he could do with that kind of contact. I don't remember the specifics of the whole conversation. But as I pull up to his house, which was on a corner with a street light on his corner property, and I'm counseling him to maybe rethink this, I look up into the rear view mirror and see something I won't forget. A tall shadow. Directly beneath the street light no discernible features whatsoever just pitch black, which, with what looked like a hat on. I snap around quickly to see this shadow without the mirror and, naturally, it's gone. No hint of where it went. And if it had been a person there was enough open ground surrounding the area that I wouldn't have missed it retreating in any direction. Tell my cousin that we are not speaking about this further. That he should go inside, light a candle and say prayers, meditate, or whatever worked for him. Because something was listening. On my dad's side of the family, we have this ghost slash spirit that kinda just sits around. Only on my dad's side and we've named him to me. Back when I was 8. It was 3 days before Christmas, and I was watching Looney Tunes at 3am for whatever reason. 
I heard a sound, so I looked up towards the ceiling, and when I did a chuck on Lego bricks came flying at me, seemingly from nowhere. It wasn't my brother messing with me, because he was sound asleep beside me. I explained this to my parents and my dad says that he sees him sometimes too. I called my grandmother, dad's mom, and she explains who Timmy is, and how only this side of the family has encounters with him. Very strange but cool in a way. BTW the legus weren't thrown aggressively, just enough to know that something was there. About 3 years ago, me, my sister, and a cousin were driving back home from the movie theater when we encountered a really strange occurrence. I can't explain the feeling I get, but when I think about it, I get tears in my eyes and feel that fear that spread all through my body when it happened all over again. Basically, I was in the back seat and my sister was driving. We were on a back road in a very rural county, in the middle of nowhere Tennessee, and we were about 5 minutes from my house. The stretch of road we were on was completely straight, and was surrounded by thick woods. It was pitch black, so you could only see about 100 foot in front of the car. So we were driving. And all of a sudden, about 100 or so feet ahead of us, and over a little hill in the road, we saw a large white thing walking across the road in an upright position. In a really weird fashion. It hit us all as absolutely terrifying. With no thought at all. We all started screaming. We drove up on it. And it was no longer standing up. In fact. It was a large white dog. And it just sat down. Right in the middle of the road. I don't know what kind of dog does that. We were all terrified. So my sister drove off the road around it. We kept. Driving. Talking about how scary. And off that was. When the craziest thing happened. This is what really scares me to this day. About half a mile up the road, the exact same dog comes walking back into the road. And no kidding. He sat down in front of our car. You can only imagine how terrifying that was. To this day it scares me to death just to think about. I have another story of an odd creature I saw back in that county. But I'll save it for another day. Needless to say I don't live there anymore. A few years back my dad and me started a ghost hunting group. We got the gear and everything. We eventually started getting calls from scared home ER winners who seemed to have some paranormal activity going on. I'll never forget the second such call we went to. We called it the HLG house. This family seemed to have regular activity. They were concerned and scared. So we started our interview asking where the main points of activity were. First was an odd sight in the bedroom closet. When you looked up at the ceiling of the closet you would see the letters HLG burned in multiple spots. The family had no idea how they got there, or why. They also had some of the usual activity of hearing voices. Our investigation of that room didn't yield much. The area they had the most activity was in their basement. Not long after walking down into the basement both my dad and me hear a loud whisper coming from a part of the basement that was empty and inaccessible. Our recorders did pick up what was said. However, both of our recorders picked up an audible hey, but it turns out that wasn't the only thing our recorders picked up. You could also hear chanting from multiple people repeating one word, Petro, pronounced like Pedro. When we asked who was Petro the spirits would reply with salvation. You could hear this chanting on our recorders anywhere in the house. After extensive research we discovered that Petro was a type of evil voodoo spirit that lures other spirits to them pretending to be a god and savior. When we brought this up to the home ER when as they told us they used to have a neighbor who they did not get along with, who practiced voodoo. 
when she moved away she left an effigy of some kind on the home Miyawana's front porch. These people thought the way to get rid of any curse it might have would be to bury it. Then they forgot where they buried it. So now they can't get rid of the curse. I bought a house that was a foreclosure in Alaska. Shen we moved in the house just had weird vibes. Nothing too crazy, but just felt off. We got it for a steal. So we decided that we just needed to get used to a new place. It wasn't long before my then 3 yo son started asking us to tell the man in the hat he can't look at me anymore, and asked us about why daddy has red eyes. Turns out he was seeing someone standing in his doorway at night, and staring at him. Later on, we would start hearing conversations from the office downstairs. When we would investigate, the voices would stop as soon as the door opened. The conversations were more murmur than actual words, but had inflection that made you believe that two people were having a heated argument. When we would sit in the basement, I had converted it into a theater, we would hear walking upstairs and more voices. Doors would slam, and one snowy day we heard the door to the garage slam. Steps on the landing and then nothing. I went to investigate with my pistol in hand as our neighbors were suspected heroin dealers and found a wet boot print on the landing. Just one. All the doors were locked and the garage was dry. The kicker was the night my wife got grabbed. I was sitting in the living room and she had gone to bed to read. I heard her scream and react as if she thought I had snuck into the room and grabbed her thigh. It's not unlike me to do such a thing. However, when she heard the lazy boy recliner move and me scramble toward her she knew she had been grabbed. We found writing in the walls during construction and the writing consisted of full daily journal entries from when the house was built. Personal entries documenting what happened on the specific day. As a child, I lived at my uncle's house with my grandparents. They have plenty of stories about paranormal things happening in their house. But I only had one. Not very extreme. But the only memory I had was from when I was around 8 or 9. I had a completely normal day, maybe a bit exhausting as I had immediately passed out, still in my school uniform, when I got home. The thing I remember the most was being pulled up, by the collar, into a sitting position so strongly that I remember mildly choking. It would have been, maybe, 2am. I remember being extremely confused at what had happened, and looked up to see what looked like three white glowing dots hovering directly in front of the tv in my bedroom which sat directly in front when sitting on the bed like the absolute child prodigy i was instead of getting up and going to look at the orbs i immediately went back to sleep and didn't think about it for the next two three years n of the most exciting experience but it was terrifying to think back on although i'm skeptical today I had a lot of paranormal experiences when I was a kid. It was very common to me to see ghosts, full body people, dressed in details, only with their face blurred. Bestial presences, like if they were cat or dog spirits, and voices, in the radio, TV and other electronic apparels. I had also some physical episodes where something would scratch or punch doors and walls in my house. This all went away when I turned 14 and moved to another city found out years later, after my grandma died and my mother looked for help in a spiritual center, that my family was considered a very receptive family for spirits and ghosts. They actually offered to me and spot in their religion saying that they could train me to become active again, which I gladly denied. However, 
The most strong experience I had was not related to ghosts, but with a UFO. It was simple small bright spot in the sky, moving in ways that no conventional spacecraft could. Especially where I live, because I know our government do not have interest in researching such things. Also, the spirits and ghosts would happen only when I was alone. But at least three family members also saw the same thing, so I'm pretty convinced I saw something really unusual that day. Almost everyone in my family, to my knowledge, has had at least one paranormal interaction. I don't remember my first, but it was one of the first nights my mom brought me home from the hospital after I was born. An uncle she'd been close to who lived in the Philippines had recently passed away, so he never got to meet me in person. My mom says she woke up in the middle of the night to me making some baby noises and swears she saw her uncle standing over me. She said he was blue, wispy, and was playing with me with the biggest, sweetest smile on his face. She says he looked up at her, as if to say thank you, and they locked eyes for a few seconds before he disappeared. I always got a strange feeling in that old house that my grandparents built, like I was being watched or followed. It didn't always feel like the same energy either. And now that I've moved out I haven't felt it in any of my apartments. Every time I go back to visit the feelings come back though. There's just something in that house that likes to follow me. Nobody has ever died in it. But after my grandparents had it built they had a priest come to bless it. You know the way Catholics do. My grandparents, mom, aunt, and uncle have all told me the same story on separate occasions. Apparently the priest blessed each room before going to the front door to expel any lingering spirits or evils. None of the windows or other doors to the house were open besides the front door. But when he gave the final blessings a huge gust of wind came from inside the house and knocked the priest over right on the front porch. Okay, people usually think I'm full of shit when I share this. But it's honestly got to the point where my whole mindset is, take it as you will. I lived it you didn't. With that out of the way, here goes nothing. My sister is a year and a half younger than me, and a cancer survivor. During this period in our lives she was still undergoing chemotherapy treatments and we needed it to be as close as possible to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So we end up finding a reasonable rental in Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. The neighborhood was quiet. Our neighbors were pretty nice. And from what I could remember at least on the surface the house we were staying in was quite nice. Now aside from Casper I didn't really know what a ghost was at the time. IW. I was maybe 7 years old. We were there maybe a month when some of the experiences occurred. In order to pay my sister's medical bills, my mother took a job as a truck driver. She could be a waste 3 to 4 days at a time, and during those periods she would get my cousin to stay at the house in order to babysit. It was during one of these periods our first paranormal experience happened. My mom was working for Toys R Us. She had to haul a load from Pennsylvania to Kentucky. There's a good chance she wouldn't be back until sometime the next day, and so my cousin stepped in. Now it wasn't uncommon for her to be on the phone with her boyfriend or one of her other friends and completely lose track of time. Now it's August, my room is freezing, and I'm having a hard time trying to sleep, as I'm laying there debating whether or not it was worth catching shit for being up well past my bedtime I hear whispering, kind of like a muffled conversation between two people. I figured okay. She's on the phone with her boyfriend. If I sneak into the living room to check the act dial, she won't notice me as long as I'm quiet. 
so I had downstairs as quickly and as quietly as my little legs could carry me. I checked the air conditioner, and it was set to 73 degrees. My mom left it on that setting when she went out the door, and it had not been changed. On my way back to my room, I peered into the parlor to find my cousin fast asleep on my mom's daybed. Judging by how hard she was snoring, and the fact that the sun was nowhere near her she could not have been having a conversation when I heard it. I went back to my room and just brushed the whole thing off as my mind playing tricks on me. I attempt to go back to sleep, and then muffled conversation is still going on. So I get up, and look at my window. And aside from a couple of stray cats in the neighbor's yard no other signs of life let alone a human. T. His muffled conversation carried on until the sunlight started to breach the horizon. Got zero sleep that night and I dragged out all the next day. Was so tired that I ended up falling asleep standing up at one point. Never told my cousin all of the details as to why I was so tired just that I couldn't sleep. He babied me some majority of the day because she figured maybe I was coming down with something. Hen my mom came in the door later on that night she clued her in on the fact that I might have been sick and we had to be careful with me around my sister due to her compromised immune system. Told my mother everything in detail because something inside me told me she would take me seriously. He told me to go to sleep down on the daybed just to be on the safe side. He slept in my room that night. He next morning she told me she was going to get up and yell at me because she thought I was messing around with the air conditioning unit and had somehow turned on the heat. Hence she got up to check the ackers I'd done the previous night. Here it sat at 73 completely under shade. He was up opening up my vents looking for clogs or obstructions of any kind only to find nothing. The vents were squeaky clean and according to her and my room was well over 90 degrees. Mom figured there was something wrong with the unit itself, and until our landlord came by to repair it the polo was my makeshift bedroom. My cousin would sleep in my mom's room to that point forward. It took a few weeks, but the landlord finally came by to give the unit a look and he could find nothing wrong. As it turns out the guy installed HVAC for a living and all of the vents were practically brand new. He couldn't make heads or tails of the whole situation. Eventually autumn came, and my room was mine once again. It appeared the whacked out temperature in my room was a thing of the past. I no longer heard the whispered conversations. But that wasn't the end of things. Outside of my window was this old rusted fire escape. At random times in the night I would hear the ladder come down and people start climbing up and down. There was only one problem with this. T. He ladder was so badly damaged to due to age it had been removed thus rendering the fire escape practically useless. Northeast night I'd just gotten sick of it, so I made my way over to the window to get visual confirmation as to what may have been causing all of the noise. Distinctly remember seeing a solid grey figure resembling a 12 to 13 year old boy dressed in clothing from the 1930s slash 1940s era. Could see right through him. He had a look on his face that could only be described as one of distress. He looks right at me and I lock up. Couldn't scream. Couldn't breathe was so paralyzed with fear I urinated on myself, stared at me for what seemed like an eternity before we spring away like smoke, off of the end of a cigarette, I felt myself regain movement and I collapsed in a heap on the ground screaming for my mother, she picks me up, and from what she told me when we revisited our short time in Lansdowne, I was pale as a sheet and shaking uncontrollably, 
She said that the only other time she had seen such pure fear on my face was when I witnessed my neighbor's son almost killed by hit and run drunk driver a few years later. She had a few experiences of her own and these led up to us moving out. She told me a man's bootprint kept showing up on the carpet outside of her bedroom door. She described it as being a dark rusty color. She cleaned it several times and it just kept coming back, like she'd done it nothing at all. Between me seeing the ghost boy and a particularly disturbing discovery she found, in a locked off storage area under the cellar steps, it was time to get the hell out of Dodge. I really had to press the issue in order for her to tell me what she found. I was 28 or 29 years old when she finally opened up about the whole thing. The medicine cabinet in her bathroom had been loose for some time. Rather than bother the landlord about coming over to fix it, she said that she would take it upon herself and see if he would just write it off on the next month's rent. She took the wobbly medicine cabinet off of her bathroom wall and she found a skeleton key inside an old medicine bottle. She was curious to see what it went to and she inspected all the doors in the house. We didn't have an attic, so she immediately ruled that out. She walked around the whole house, only to find all the doors had been replaced, and there was no way that he would have fit anything. And then it occurred to her she hadn't checked the cellar. She grabbed the mag light out of her truck and proceeded to walk around in a cellar until she came upon that door under the steps. She opened it up and looked around inside with her flashlight and at first nothing seemed out of the ordinary. There was a bunch of old toys from the late 60s and early 70s in there. As curiosity got the better of her she decided to crawl into this tiny room under the stairs, and when she got to the corner of the room she found what she describes as one of the most disturbing things she ever saw. No less than 10 cat carcasses were stacked neatly in a corner all of them were headless. A. An old dull and rusty knife with a curved, arrowhead blade sat next to them. And she turned around, to get out of the room there were a bunch of cat skulls stacked on top of each other in a pyramid-like fashion. He words all four. You were scrawled into the wall into the wall presumably by the same blade. She made the conscious decision to move us out that day. We were packed and ready to go by the weekend. Again. I've only told this to maybe three people and they always take it as me trying to scare them. I assure you. This isn't some campfire tale. Although I've never experienced anything since this. I still remember it like it was yesterday. So there's my weird. Creepy. Paranormal experience. Take it as you will. Alright so me and a friend, sorry, a friend and I, had been playing with their soft guns before neighbors thought that a teen running around with a replica or a real weapon was a cause for concern. And we were playing like usual. Imagining zombies everywhere. Last stand yada yada. After we start to walk back from around our play area, we turn around and see this disfigured thing in a white cloak. Either an alien with a hood or a KKK member with scoliosis. It was walking down a trail which my friend and I never knew about. I mean. It was a walk through time. Of course we followed the thing. And went down the trail. We saw broken signs from the 70s with the hard plastic. An old vacuum and car from the 40s all rusted out. We couldn't find the thing. And booked out Tather. I've had a few experiences. One of the first ones I've had was when I was around 9 years old. There was this one antique auction store that my mom used to go to, and on that day I was ducking around with some antique Ouija board, looking through the little triangle eye hole thing, and looking at the alphabet on the board trying to figure out what the duck it was. 
and how you were supposed to play. I thought it was some board game before my mother pulled me away from it and took us home after she was done doing her business at the store. Later that night, I started seeing an old man wearing what looked like a 1920s train conductor's outfit with blue cap and jacket. Watching my brother and me, we shared a room, just standing there from the doorway as I was trying to sleep in my bed. We both freaked out ran to room folks room scared after he disappears. Tell them. There's a ghost in our room and proceed to describe him in detail and they check my room and nothing. Throughout the week I'd see the old man every time I'd try to go to sleep. Sometimes as I'm about to sleep. Other times when I was wide awake. But most of the time when it was night time. There was also an old woman in an old fashioned modest dress that would sometimes show up. I remembered for the first week or so, my brother and I were terrified, and we told our folks every time we saw the old train conductor and the old lady who we felt was his wife. Eventually, I just kind of accepted their presence in the house as a kind of fascinating phenomenon in my life. Although a couple of times I woke up scared shitless, and I saw either the both together or just one of them just standing there, watching. I never remembered either of them doing anything else. They never said anything. They never moved. Just watched. I remembered that one day after a month of constant visitations and sightings. They stopped showing up completely. Their haunting just ended abruptly. I never saw any of them again. But I remembered waiting for two days. Always keeping an eye out every night. And nothing. Before asking my brother if he saw them anymore. And told me the same thing. That he didn't see either of them for a couple days. We informed. Our folks about this later, that day that we haven't seen the train conductor or his wife for a couple days. My dad made jokes about it like always. But my mom, I remembered was quiet. I remembered a couple years later learning what an Ouija board was. And I then remembered apologizing to my mom telling her that I felt guilty. Since I thought that it had to have been that time when I was playing around with the game board and piece a couple years earlier in the auction. Since I knew. That an outie board was meant for contacting spirits I thought that I somehow brought a ghost with us that day. It was then that my mom told me a story about that day. She had bought an old framed picture of man in a train conductor's uniform and his wife posing in front of a train in a train station which she thought was a beautiful picture. She put it into the storage room to try to figure out eventually a good place to put it in the house. It was that same night that my brother and I started complaining about the train conductor and his wife showing up in our room. What freaked her out about it was how accurately we described both the man and the woman in the picture, since there was no way we could have seen the picture as it was covered, and we really didn't, and locked in the storage room. Plus she had seen some strange things happening in the house, but didn't ever tell me what happened. After a month of us complaining to her about the ghosts. She decided to donate back the picture to the auction place. And that day we stopped complaining about it. Before finally we told her that we haven't seen the ghosts anymore. Edit. Spelling and grammar. Disclaimer. This probably is just a big mistake by me. Also it's not that interesting. Outside my window a couple miles away is a flight path. Every 10 minutes you'll see the lights of an aircraft flying across. For the last week I was waking up about the same time every night, 1.30am, and then it fall asleep again. One night I woke up and looked out my window. I saw two planes pass, and then I saw something else fly pass. When I had seen it for about 10 seconds it stopped midair. 
It was something, because I could see a white light at the back, and a red light in the middle of it meaning it was flying from right to left. After it stopped midair it started falling then it climbed a bit, and then dropped, and I didn't see it again. I could have sworn it was a UFO, but maybe it was just a helicopter crash that no one cared about. Any suggestions to what it could have been? I live in Britain around London area so, if anyone knows of any less well no aviation accident then please tell me. I once was tracking through some woods, with snow that piled up to your knees and somehow managed to walk upon a clearing, where there was a wolf running around. Somewhat normal but the odds of seeing wolves were low, because they tend to stick near mountain ranges in which this location wasn't. I observed it for some time, until it disappeared into the woods. I then started tracking back to town, and walked into a deer carcass with bite and tear marks across its throat and hooves. I hadn't noticed it before when tracking through the forest before. But it was there. Then hearing a twig snap to my side I turned, and saw that same wolf sneaking through some shrubs ready to lunge out. I knew the more that I'd panic the more it would get riled up, and I would definitely be goner if I ran. So I just watched it watching me. As we stared at each other I noticed there was something off about it. Its eyes were darker, and when it's gnarled revealing fangs and gums. It had teeth everywhere in its mouth. Usually there are around 6 to 10 teeth visible on the top row and 8 teeth visible on the bottom row, when a wolf snarls. But it had teeth everywhere in its mouth almost like a shark. Teeth over teeth. Then it began. Sprinting but when it jumped it ended up at the deer and not me. But when it jumped I fell backwards into the snow, and turned back to see that the wolf was dragging the very large carcass almost as fast as if it were being dragged by a truck leaving a blood trail. Being smart I went away quietly knowing that the wolf had made it clear this was its territory and I wasn't welcome. What do you think? Dire wolf. Wahila. Something else? Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.